Hey, my name is Megan. I live in Lakefield, Ontario, and I work with an organization called Disciplicity, and this is my story. Um, so I grew up in a Christian home. Um, I've always had the pleasure of knowing God and knowing about God, which has been a huge blessing in my life. Um, one of my earliest memories of my life is of me being in my bed. Mom was praying with me at night and she asked me if I wanted Jesus in my life. And I thought that was funny. So it's like, mom, I already know him. I already love him. So yeah, it was like one of my first memories. It's just, I knew God and loved God. Um, as a kid, I just always felt super close to him and always had a lot of cool moments with him and just felt his spirit really strongly in me and always just really close to me. Um, yeah, so that was super sweet. Um, grew up in a house full of three other sisters. So lots of girls, lots of fun drama, nothing too bad, but it was active. So I was kind of typical middle child. I just kind of kept them the low radar and kept to myself. So with that, I also had like, um, yeah, feelings of not being seen. So just always feeling like you weren't noticed, weren't seen. So a lot of insecurities in that sense. And me and my dad, we weren't always the closest. So we seemed to always butt heads and we fought a lot. So I always was doing a lot of striving in my life to get his attention and to try and please him and just try and find his approval in me. So I just felt like, yeah, he just didn't see me and didn't have time for me. So that just, I always wonder, I always thought it was my fault. It was something in me that he was rejecting. Um, so struggled a lot with that with my childhood. Um, but otherwise good childhood. I lived in a Christian home. I had a lot of networks with like different churches and stuff. And, and I went to a Christian school. So it was pretty sheltered life. Um, did those feelings of rejection from your father start? Well, I was super young. I don't actually like, I don't know if I could like pinpoint where, but I just know I was super, super young. And I also like dealt with depression very, very young. So from a very young age, I took that rejection as there's something wrong with me. And then also had a lot of feelings of wanting to die, even at a super young age of like, yeah, like I shouldn't be here. Then I was a mistake because no one wants me. There's no place for me. So yeah, carried that burden at a very young age. <laughs> um, yeah, so went, went to high school and that was a public school. So I had a whole new experience, a whole different ball game opened up to me where it was like, Oh, there's some freedom here. And I still love God, but what if I try life this way? Like what would happen? What would really happen? And kind of growing up, I grew up too in like a brother style church. So it was a lot of, had a lot of good teachings, but it was a lot of like rules and kind of grew up with thinking God was like this mean father, but which was weird because when I had like my own personal time with God, I always knew him as a kind father. So I feel like even in my mind, it was conflicting with what the church was saying and what even my heart knew of God, but I still like, yeah, it would, and even my own father's like my own relationship with him, I guess I just assumed God was like that too. So I was always like, Oh, he's going to get mad if I do this wrong or I'm going to dis displease him here too and let him down. And so yeah, it just felt like a burden, felt like a burden from a very young age. And it just carried on, um, in high school. Yeah. I, I hung out with friends I had a pretty good time. Like I, I adjusted and didn't go too far <laughs> into rebellion. Um, but did meet a guy and he seemed so great. And I was like, Oh, this is the one for me. Um, and at first it started off really nice. He was a really nice guy and like 
said all the nice things. So I just, yeah, gave my heart to him and I was like, great, you're it. Um, and then he just started being really controlling and really started to mess with my mind and then became the same story as what I grew up with as like, you're not enough. You're letting me down. You're just pleasing me. Like, and just that constantly having to earn love and constantly having to keep his love and keep his affection and like working so, so hard to just please him. Cause I'm like, I just love him so much. And I just, he's the best I'll ever get. And if I let him go, like, I'm never going to have anything as good as this. So I better work really hard. And I know I'm really hard to love. So this is just normal and I'm lucky he's even taking me. So just keep pushing and keep working for this. So yeah, I just came to like the perfect storm with the perfect insecurity for this kind of person who like would take advantage of that. So yeah, he, he messed with my head a lot. Um, and I dated him for three years at the end, it was getting pretty bad. So through that period too, like I tried to love God. I tried to like stay in relationship with him, but this guy was so controlling. So he, he took a lot of my attention and demanded a lot of me. So with just day by day, day by day of doing that, I kind of just slowly slipped away from having like that conversations with God and just even looking towards God. So like near the end, I did ask God for help, but I like hardly knew him at that point, but I still knew I was like, God, I'm so like stuck and I feel like I'm dying and this can't be love. Like this is awful. And and I'm just constantly trying to please this person who's constantly telling me how I'm a screw up and just a whole bunch of really not nice names. And I was just constantly at his mercy. So I was just like, I want out, but I don't want out, but I know I need out because I want to live and I don't think I'm going to be able to live if I keep doing this. So God did, he intervened and we just broke up. We broke up a lot, but this time it was just like, God just gave me the strength to just actually walk away and actually just say like, no, I'm done. And then, yeah, and then it was a super lonely couple of years and really hard years. And I struggled a lot. Um, but through that, like it was kind of in the in-between of when I did the final breakup, I like had asked, cause I didn't really feel God anymore. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like I've never felt that before in my life where I couldn't feel his spirit. And I was like, Ooh, like this is so lonely. This is so scary. And I just, remember thinking in my mind, like, no, God, I know you're real and I won't settle for this. Like, I know you're alive. I know you're real. And I know I can't feel you right now, but I'm going to read your word until you come back, like until you're there again, because you, you are my life. So, wow. uh, so I, yeah, so I just like pushed through and luckily God's really kind because he didn't make me work too hard for it. But I myself would have made me work harder. But I, it was only, I think, a couple of days of me like reading the Bible and like being super like, I'm in it, even though I don't feel you like I'm here and I'm going to push through and being nice and dramatic. So and then I was reading the Bible. I've never had the Bible speak to me before. I always just read it and knew it was like God's voice, but didn't understand that it could actually speak to your heart. Like he could actually speak through you and it's still like active and alive. And so he gave me this verse in Isaiah 54. So it says for a brief moment, I abandoned you, but with deep compassion, I will bring you back in a surge of anger. I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness, I will have compassion on you. Says the Lord, your redeemer to me. This is like the days of Noah. When I swore the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now I have sworn <laughs> not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. 
Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. So that <laughs> that rocked my world. It still does. I still have a hard time reading it without obviously getting emotional because I was just like, such a butt. It was such a butt. I chose my own path. He had been my God since I was little and he had walked with me and he had been so tender to my heart. And I just was so quick to stray and try and do things on my own. And I turned from him and let this guy just totally take over my life. And yeah, just God's mercy in that. He's like, I'm right here. I'm right here. So he called me back and I started trying to fix my life up. I had some friends at that time too, that I started, I just felt kind of more convicted about. And I was like, I can't do the things that we're doing anymore. Like I just started changing my direction. I wanted to more focus on God. And I kind of felt like I needed to clean my life up. So it was just a lonely, slow process. But in that I actually ended up living on my own for a little bit and had some really cool times with God. And then because I was lonely and didn't have a lot of friends at the time, um, I started inviting my parents over for supper. And at this point, like I still, me and dad, like we, we like, it was never like a super awful, just, I wasn't super close with him either. I didn't really feel like I had a very good relationship with him. So yeah, so I just started inviting them over. So I was like, I'm lonely and kind of need someone to hang out with. So they'd come for supper and we got like, it was about two years of that, of them coming over once a week, sometimes twice a week. And in those times, our relationship just grew to such a rich, like friendship. And, and he became such a close dad. <laughs> and it was just really nice after years of feeling like I had to work so hard. It was like, he finally got to see me and I finally got to see him. And we just, yeah, got really close and it just, God just healed so much. He gave us such a good time together. Um, but it was short lived, unfortunately, because he got, um, after those like two years, uh, he got diagnosed with cancer, lymphoma. Um, and in that it started off, it was supposed to be low grade. And so we knew it was scary, but we're like, okay, we can fight this. There's treatment for this. It's not one of the worst ones. So we just... Yeah, I just thought we'd take it day by day, which we did. Um, but there's just other things that just, yeah, drastically happen. Cancers can take a lot of different turns. Um, but at one point, he um, just suddenly lost his um, mobility and his, like, waist down. So he actually ended up having to be in a wheelchair for the last, I think it was about a year and a half of his life. And he was, like, a super outdoorsy guy, like, love fishing, hunting, like very independent, love to work. Like he's just a hard worker. So for him, that was, that was about the worst thing you could probably do to him. But in God's grace, we got to see how it was actually a beautiful thing. Um, cause he just, it made him slow down and it made him actually stop. And in that God just brought so many people to his hospital room and brought people to his home to say how much he had affected their lives. And it just, overwhelmed dad with love. And I think dad got to see how much he did in his life and how much he shared God's love in his life. And it was just, it was just so beautiful and so impactful. And then you just, I just saw a change in dad too. He just was so full of joy. And I don't know how you can be so full of joy dealing with cancer and like just so many ups and downs and ups and downs. One week we were fine. The next week we're rushing him to the hospital and never knowing 
what was going to happen. If this was it, it was always kind of living on the edge, but it was just, yeah, it's beautiful how God just let dad slow down and let him see the good he did in his life and that he was loved and that he mattered. And it was just beautiful. And then God got to share or dad got to share his like testimony in the hospital. And he was like bringing joy to all the nurses and all the people there and like sharing with the people in the cancer ward and people in physio and just, he was just a light everywhere he went and he just saw God so rich on him. So it was just such a testimony to us kids. And we were just like amazed and just got to see God in such a like bright, bright way. Like he was right in front of us in working in dad and we couldn't deny it. So it was just so beautiful and it was so good. Um, but then, yeah, so then he did pass away, which was super hard on all of us. Cause we felt like we fought so hard with dad for two years and we prayed and we did everything we were supposed to do. And I was like in denial that I was mad at God. Cause I was like, no, you're not supposed to be mad at God. Like you can't cause he's good. And I just was in kind of denial. I didn't want to admit it, that I was like, I'm mad. I'm mad at you, God. You took him. We did everything that we tried, like we're supposed to do. We brought him to you and you didn't heal him. Like, why didn't you heal him? Why did he have to go? Why did you only give me two years with him? Like just all the, all the thoughts. <laughs> um, and, but yeah, I didn't want to admit it. So it took me, I went, it was the summer after dad had passed away. I went out West. Megan, what, what led you out West? Yeah. So, well, my, I have two older sisters. They actually live out there. So I've always been kind of drawn to out West. I went out there to visit them a couple of times as a kid and I loved it. I love the mountains, just love nature. And it just, I don't know. It just felt like it was home. Somehow my heart felt home there. So I was just very drawn. So my cousins end up moving out there too. And either my one cousin just offered, he said, like you, I, at the time I was working with the school board and he's like, you have your summers off, like come. Cause he couldn't make it back for the funeral. So he's like, come, I want to just like help you. Like you've been through like a really heavy couple of years. Like I just want you to come spend some time with us and we'll go on a trip to Oregon and just do some fun stuff. So I went out for, I think it was like three weeks or something. It was a pretty long trip. So it was nice. So yeah, that was the draw. <laughs> he was trying to yeah, help me heal. Um, but yeah, while I was out there, it was just like, just my family out there were just asking a lot of questions and it just felt like it was just like, God was just like pushing on that, like that, that feeling that I was the anger that I was having, that it wasn't admitting to him. It's like, he could see it. And I like, was just like, no, it's not there. And he was just like, push, push, push. So then finally one day I just, I just like broke down and I was like, okay, God, I'm, I'm so mad at you. I'm so mad. Why did you take dad? Like why? And then I just let it out and I just cried. And then I was like, and I just re-surrendered to God. I'm like, it's your, it's like, I'm sorry, forgive me. Like it's your life. You're good. And just kind of just left it there. I don't know if you know if I said anything that profound. Like I just kind of was like, blah, like here it is. Here's my like honesty and you take it. Like, what do you want to do with this? Um, and then I think it was like that a couple days later we went to like church and I walked in like the church building and then they had this song playing your name is victory by elevation worship. And it just like hit my heart after like years of just being in survival mode and just feeling so dead inside at the end. Cause when dad passed away, like, I just feel like I just shut down emotionally. I was just toast. Like you just go through so much with cancer stuff. It just takes everything out of you. So I was toast. 
So I came in just so like feeling lifeless and heavy and just sad. And then when I heard that song, like your name is victory, I just feel like God took these like paddles, like the ones they do for like, I don't know to restart your heart. I forget what it's called right now, but I just felt like he just like put it on. It was just like, and it was just like, just this new life in me just like came alive and my heart just like restarted. And it was just like, Oh God, I love you. And your name is victory. Like right now it looks like defeat, but you're not done. And you do it like you did have victory in his story and you have victory in mine. So it's just like, God was like, okay, let's pick up. Let's keep going. Cause your life's not done. So then, yeah. So then I went home and then I think it was like two or three years I had of like deep searching God and it was beautiful. And I, God brought these really cool friends into my life and they mentored me so much. And I just learned so much about God and his heart and his just wonder and just got to really grow. Um, and then I started feeling a call from God. Like it was reading my Bible one night and it just had this question. Like, I think I was reading about like, um, he was nowhere, something that I was talking about faith anyways. And I just felt like God was like, if I asked you to go, would you go? And I was like, Ooh, like that's hard God. Cause I love my family. And we've just been through a loss of a father. And at the time I was living with mom and I felt like I was helping out so much and she needed me. But I was just in that instant, same instant. I was just like, yes, God, I would go wherever you ask me to go. I'll go. And then I prayed about it for a long time. I think it was like six months later, like it was a long time. And then BC just kept coming up in my head. And I was like, in my heart, I was like, God, I would really like to live there. I'd really like to go there. So then I was just like, okay, I'll, I'll BC. I'll try BC and see if that's where you want me to go. And then as soon as I did decide that it was just like, everything just started clicking together. The job found me, like everything found me. I didn't have to search for a thing. <laughs> like Everything literally lined up, but it was such a faith stretch for me. And for my family, cause they all thought I was crazy. I tried to explain to them, like, God told me I should go. And they're like, what do you mean? He told you like, what does that mean? And I'm like, I don't know how to explain it. I just know in my heart, God told me and he asked me to go and I need to follow him. I need to trust him. And I was leaving like a good job. And like, they're like, you're crazy. This is your career. Like you can't even take your ECE like to BC. It won't cause it wouldn't transfer over properly. It's like they're, you're leaving everything, all the things you've built and your family and your friends to go chase God who you think said to go. So to them, like, they're just like, you're crazy. You're like losing it. <laughs> we feel like midlife crisis at a young age. I don't know. So, but anyways, it was just amazing. Cause as the things are falling into place, their doubt just got silenced. They were just like, we don't doubt it anymore, Meg. Like we know God's called you because we can't deny all of these things that are just coming together. Like, how can you say it's not God? Like everything is just falling into place. So I was like, I told you, <laughs> and it was good for me. Cause it was just a, yeah, faith growth for me. I was like, okay, I do hear you, God. And I did hear you. Um, but then I had to do like the big move, which was excruciating. I was like, I just felt like I thought I was like ripping my heart out of my chest, leaving. It was super hard. And I was like so sick for like the first couple of days. I couldn't even eat. I was like so nauseous. I was like, what did I just do? Like, I feel like I just threw my whole life upside down. Like, why did I do this? Um, but then it was just awesome. Like God just put these cool people into my life and just, I don't know, just gave me so much joy there and I had so much fun. And then there ended up being cool, like different things that happened while I was out there. And I got to actually help someone who lost her father all of a sudden and just got to use my 
real life struggles and got to share that or help them through what they were going through too. So that was a cool, just little like loop in there. Um, yeah, I lived out there for three years and just grew a lot, did admin work. And I was like, what am I ever going to do with admin stuff? Like, this is a waste of time. It's just, I guess, a job to make money. Um, but then I guess it was last, it was last January. <laughs> I'm trying to remember all the timelines, but, um, I had two dreams from God and it was back to back and never had it before like this or had it since. And it was just like this hotel trolley cart thing. And I had all these bags on it and they're all sticking out all wild. Um, and I was trying to fit it through this door and it just wouldn't fit. And I was like shoving and shoving. It wouldn't fit through the door. So it was too much stuff. And I just felt in the dream, take off what you can't fit through the door and just take what you could fit. And I was like, okay, weird. So then I like, when I woke up the first time, I was like, oh, that was a weird dream. And I was like, I wonder if that means something. I don't know. And then when I had the next dream back to back there, I was like, okay, God, you're trying to say something. So I better listen. Um, so then I was like, okay, maybe I'm moving. And I asked my friends and like try to get a different advice and just, yeah, feeling it out with people. And they're like, maybe it's just emotional. And I was like, great. It's just emotional. That must be what it is. He just wants me to deal with some emotional baggage, like perfect. And then it, yeah, I just remember sitting one time, I was just listening to worship music and just spending time with God. And then in this weird, like worship set, this pastor just comes on. He's like, this is for someone moving to a new location. And as soon as he said it, it just like hit my heart. And God was just like convicting me. He's like, no, like this is a physical move. You're moving. And I was like, oh, this sucks. But I'm like, okay. So then, yeah. And then I was left in that weird void of like, Hey, where am I going? Like, what does this look like? Where are you taking me? How soon? You just have all those questions and all those anxieties. And it was just like silence, silence from God. And I was like, Oh, this is driving me crazy. Like so much suspense. Um, and I think it was like four months, like I'm super dramatic. I'm very impatient. So it was like four months later that, um, at our church, they just had this like advertisement to go to the Yukon, um, for a missions trip. And I was like, Oh, I would love to go. Like, that's so cool. And I prayed about it and I really felt like God was like, this is like, I want you to go here. Like this is one of the doors or like a door I want you to go through. So I was like, okay. So I applied for it and it's a huge church. So I'm like, there's no way I'm getting in. Like everyone will apply for it. And then like, I got in right away. It was like, it was just such a smooth ride and it was just such a huge stretch for me. But when I was there, like, I just, I just felt God work through me so like smoothly and so like easily. And I was like, I've never experienced that before. And I was like, God, like, this is so cool. And like, maybe I made for this, like, maybe I actually could work in ministry. Maybe I actually could do this with my life. Cause I'm so used to just hiding, not really hiding my faith, but not really living it out boldly either. Like it was just kind of my faith. And I was like, Oh, this is a chance where I get to actually share it and share you. And I actually am enjoying this. And this feels like I'm coming into who I am. So it was cool. In the end of the week, I was just kind of had a thought and I was like, God, what if I could do this with my time and my job? Like, what if this is what I could pour all of me into and then left it at that came back. And I think it was like a week or two after I had my friends from Ontario call and they're like, Hey, like, how are you going? And they've been walking me through the journey of like moving and stuff and not knowing what that looked like. Um, and they're like, well, Hey, like we have this friend in Ontario that needs an admin. And like, would you consider talking to him? And I was at this point, like, no, like God's going to probably take me to like Africa, like somewhere dramatic, somewhere far, somewhere super. Yeah. Great. I just felt like it was such a bigger, bigger thing coming. 
Um, but then I was just felt kind of the nudge, the little like Holy spirit nudge of like, just give him a try, like just talk it over. And I was like, okay, but I just feel like I'm really going to let you down, like let the guy down. Like, this is just going to waste his time. He needs to find admin and I'm just wasting his time. So then I was like, well, whatever. So we set up the meeting and then within the first couple of minutes of like talking to him, I just felt God's joy and just this, like, this is where I want you to be. So I was just like, wow. Okay. I'm going back to Ontario. And it's like where I'm going back to is only an hour from where I grew up. So I'm like, okay, like I'm going back to what I left three years ago. And then all, then I also had like the feeling of like, my whole world is closing in. <laughs> like I am going to go back there and that's the end of my adventure. And wow, I lived a good life like of exploring BC and that was as far as I'll go. And like, just like, okay, but it was still like, God, this is your life where you want me. I go and I'll just serve you where you will. you have me. So yeah, I moved up my, like packed up my life, moved home. And then, um, within like the first week of joining this crew found out that I get to travel, which was so exciting. Um, and then learned like, yeah, just what I actually stepped into and learned that I was like, going to be on the street sharing about Jesus and I'm an introvert. So that was my worst nightmare. So like all these things that I just was like, I walked in so blind, which was a blessing. I probably would have been like, Oh, that's not for me. Like I, I would have disqualified myself. So it's been a really fun adventure just taking this job day by day and just trusting God day by day and just seeing him actually unravel me in a really cool way that these things I don't even know that's in me that he's put in me and just how his Holy Spirit's working already in my life that I haven't even really noticed. He's like, I've been there the whole time. And like, you've got this cause I'm in you cause I've got this. And it's just been wild and fun. And I'm just more in love with him than I've ever been. And it's just mm. wild and awesome. He's great. Give great. him a chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Megan, if you had one thing to tell to the viewers, what would it be? One thing. The thing that comes to mind is just like, we just grew up thinking or like, it's just the common thing that God just wants to give you rules and just tell you what not to do, what to do, because he's just bossy or likes things his way. But it's just, he loves you and he wants the best for you. And he wants to give you life that's abundant and full. And when he corrects you, it's actually because he sees it's leading to something that could hurt you and he doesn't want you to hurt or he knows that you have something in you like with me. And he's like, I'm going to give you this opportunity. You don't think you can do it, but I'm actually know you better than you know you. And I'm actually going to raise you up and show you like, yeah, with me, like you can do so much more like, so just, yeah, he's just not out there to tell you what you can't do. He's actually out there to give you a better life and a blessed life and a really good life. Yeah. Thank you.